Fail. Wow, it's been way too long. Three weeks at least. I don't think it, oh. I don't think the the fail uh fail league governors um have had a podcast to listen to in the month of October. I was anticipating, not anticipating, that's too strong of a word. I gave the po- uh the Dynasty Dads after dark a 20% shot at uh at taking advantage of the of the lack of lack of content and putting something together, but hey, well they're they feel more of a feel like more of a off season program than a in season program. What do you think? It's gotta be that, you know, the writers uh, <laughs> of the screen actors guild and screenwriters guild, they went on strike. Uh, Podfathers went on strike for a new contract That's with right. the league. That's right. uh, they were being replaced by AI and they were trying to uh, protest that, you know, they didn't want their jobs lost. So instead they're back. Now we've, we've reached a contract settlement except for Bort. He's yeah. still holding out. And by holding out, he's probably still in bed, but uh, for sure. Yeah, good. For it is. It is. We had coordinated. Uh, this is Thursday morning, uh, October nineteenth. By the way, uh, we had put something together uh, last night. Thought we had it coordinated, um, but uh, but hey, you can't you can't account for all uh, for all possibilities and scenarios. So it is uh, bookie for breakfast, and uh, and myself, um, perennial seller Demeller, um here for here for y'all's entertainment. I mean, dude, can you, we have so much to we have so much to chat about. This where is, do we this... where do we want to start? State of the league. I suppose we could just go over a quick VP. Unless you have some initial thoughts this morning, what do you what do you have for us? I think VPs is going to be a good spot to start because okay, I agree. We've missed a lot of weeks of matchups, and rather than yeah. go through essentially four weeks of matchups, let's just try and yeah. power through the VP standings. I agree. You, you got it. Up. I got it. I got them up right here. We have a three way tie for first with fifteen. <laughs> let's go, boys. Jonathan is is first on the ledger with 920 points, a clear first place, clear first place. Jonathan in points scored 920, 15 VPs. Ben, defending champ, number two, 15 VPs, 864. Knut. Yes, you heard that right. Knut is still in top three, 15 VPs, 789 points scored. So we have one player in 900 another player in the 800s and finally the third player uh with 15 v point vp 789 then we have dft at 14 with 838 chris at 11 with 835 both of those teams have more points than canute however vps just win baby uh eli 10 vps with the final vp playoff spot and then jeremy also has 10 but we have some league developments that we'll catch up catch you up on later uh with 10 as well Brent has the final playoff spot with eight and almost 800 points scored, 797. Um, Minnesota, Dan, and Matt both are tied with seven. Then Sam is at five. I am at four. Josh is at three. And Mark rounds us out with two victory points through week six. So playoff teams, again, if they were to end today, Jonathan, Ben, Knute, DFT, Chris, Eli, and Brent. That's where we, that's where we stand. Um I got my first victory against Chris. Um, can you, who was your loss to in the last handful of weeks? You only have one, correct? Yes. I took a very unfortunate L, uh, and it was a, a tough, tough loss to Bartholomew back in week Ooh. four. Yeah, Ooh, that, was, okay. that was a resurgent Bort. Uh, he'd finally come, and my team kind of was a little quiet. because Was I, that the 220-point? Uh, week or 200 200 plus point week for Brent for Brent nope. or no 
That was okay. just 130 for him, but that was mm. Jimmy G's first injured week. Didn't have okay. a quarterback, and that was when Olave only had one catch an entire game. Oh. So I, it is what it is. I will say on the on the VP standings, obviously you'll really notice that you know I've got a more than a hundred point deficit from Jonathan and a pretty notable like 40 to 60 point from most of the other playoff teams. Yeah. That's going to be true all year. I mean, especially now with Jimmy hurt and some other questionable, I'm starting to catch the injury bug. I've been very fortunate, Mm -hmm. but it's finally catching up to me. I will probably be the lowest scoring playoff team, but I think I'm probably still the playoff team because I agree. Even though the back half of my schedule is arguably harder than the front half. I'm going to win enough games. And I think you've amassed enough of a, enough of a victory point, like cushion or foundation now that with top half scores and Hey, let's say you sneak out a head to head victory, but you're not top seven getting two or one on any given week. I think is, I think is more than fine. I, I'm not, I'm not sure anybody right now outside of probably Ben, because he's not going to blow it up is a guarantee for the playoffs, but we've seen enough teams that have dropped off. But I mean, we can jump right into it. Matt has dropped off. He's not competing anymore. Jeremy, from the looks of his sleeper lineup the last two weeks, I think he chose to blow it up two weeks ago and made some massive trades that we'll get into. So teams like Jeremy, teams like Matt have have eliminated themselves from playoff contention. I think you're almost given give it a, a few more weeks. Once we get through week eight, week nine, I think Knute, you're probably a lock for the playoffs at that point in time. And you're already positioning yourself for a for a playoff seed right now. And I, I love it. I love yep. it. As long as I beat the teams that I'm supposed to beat, which is, you know, ahead of my schedule, I still have, I still have Mark and you could maybe argue um, Dan P this week. Mm. If I, if I get those two wins, I feel good. I, I think my team still loses probably to Chris and Jonathan. Sure. Not a huge but, surprise, but, but, but Jonathan, you don't know. Jonathan, Jonathan doesn't have a quarterback. Right. And I, for the record, or he's got one. To, to remind yeah. everybody here, I am the only team that beat Ben. So, no. But you heard uh, it here. <laughs> I think what's realistically going to happen, I'll probably fall to that fifth or sixth playoff seed. You know, have the away game, and then yeah, go go on <laughs> the, the road. <laughs> go on the road to go play Ben or Dan, and uh, I'm just going to be so happy to be in the playoffs. I I needed to have a winning record. I needed to be back in playing for things that matter, not playing for mm. picks because yeah. Two years of bottom feeding is gross. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want that again. Yeah, you're you're preaching. You're preaching to the choir, my friend. <laughs> I don't mean to rub it in. That's not supposed to be. Oh no, no, no! I'm not taking it that way at okay. all. Good, good. I love my picks. Don't get me wrong. I mean, shoot, if I could just have picks, I think I'd be a oh, be a happy camper set for life. So let's it's talk funny. about. Have... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I wasn't saying anything. Okay. Well, let's talk about the other half of the league because I think. That might be more intriguing. So yes, please. On what yes, might please. be, if you want to call it the bottom half, or we could call it the uh, selectively restructuring resources half. Sure. Um, Mark still at the bottom with two. Mm-hmm. Mark's going to win some more games this year because he refuses to not win more games this year, and he gets a lot of flack in the channels. But I think it's great that Mark is trading for assets in the position he is. Would I always trade for all the same assets? Maybe not, but uh, hey, got to give him points for trying. He is our most anti-tank owner. I truly believe that, and good for him. Um, then Josh won ahead yeah. of him at three. Josh gets Kyler Murray back, which is yeah. a significant change for his squad. Will Kyler score that many more points than Geno? 
I don't know. I see that. That's a weird situation to me is to have the one position of, of strength on your roster and you're bolstering it again with another one, which I will give Josh tons of credit for diamond hands in Kyler Murray mm-hmm. through the entire, the entire injury last year, off season dr- draft, all, all of that, the entire fiasco that has been the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray's a 26 year old quarterback. And I give Josh huge kudos for holding on to him. I'm curious to see how see how he chooses to address things in like intra season. Like in the season, I'm curious with the deadline. When is our trade deadline? Week twelve? Yeah, I think so. I think it's isn't something it right? like that. So it's not it's not come it's not coming up, but it is it is uh it is in the next handful of weeks. Um yeah, Josh. Now, currently, it, with what with currently the second worst team gets a position of need over Mark, definitely. Yeah. Like, imagine if Mark's team was getting Kyler Murray back in two weeks. Yeah, I think you know? I think right that would make but a big change. You're saying that about Josh, where Josh's current lineup, he's already got two quarterbacks. That's been the thing that's floated him this far, anyway. So now he gets to make the fun choice of every week. Are you just starting Deshaun and Kyler? Or are you are you trying to find the the perfect matchup every week? I'm not sure what Josh is going to end up doing with that. If he puts Kyler in right away, I don't know. That'll be it'll be curious to see because he, Josh doesn't have much margin, room for room for error if he wants to if he wants to get out of the race for one on one. Well, I think I mean Deshaun's shoulder injury is going to be really interesting too. If mm-hmm. he misses multiple weeks, then he. Josh's hand is going to be forced, but that's also a big saving grace for him. Right. Because Josh's team can't survive with one quarterback. No. You know, we could argue Jonathan's team probably can, but that's the only one in our league. I mean, I'm looking ahead. I have CJ on by this week, and it's scary because mm-hmm. Jimmy doesn't end up playing. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I've, I mean, same, same thing with me. I don't have, I have one quarterback this week, and I have plenty of other players on by. So I'm starting. Ugh. Like 86 points is my, is going to be my, is my projection. And so, um, bye weeks will always and can continue to always throw just enough of a wrench into, into, to playoff roster, especially you don't think about it when you're make, when you're making your roster, especially in dynasty, but there are years where the bye weeks can kill you. Yep. Especially with these super bye weeks. We have two of them this year in the NFL where six teams are on bye. Oh, that's so that's, brutal. That's such a massive chunk of the league to have that. Yeah, I mean, I, know. <laughs> I, I don't, I get where they're coming from, but to have, you know, just about 20% of the league all on bye at the same time. Jeepers, man. That's a that's, lot. That's a lot. That's, that's a lot. Um, so Mark and Josh round, round out the bottom two. Then there's me with four victory points. I, I do none of the bottom three teams own their first round picks. So Wild. this is, this, this is, I think, unprecedented. Never, never seen this before where the current bottom three teams through a third or damn near a half of the season don't have their picks. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't same, know. Same with four bottom four. Sam doesn't own his either. Yeah. So it's like it's a madhouse down here. It's an absolute madhouse. It what do it you make of it? What do you make of it, Mr. Playoff <laughs> team? I I don't know. I mean, I held my first back thinking that the wheels could still come off, which they might, but I think you and I both agree that even though the wheels might come off, I'm I think that I now have the points cushion. I mean, even the point difference between me and Jeremy, unless Jeremy turns the engines back on, is already 130 got- points. 
Uh, yeah, right. So I, I think that even if I have to fall all the way to seven, um, there's, I'm going to be in the playoffs. So I, I held my first and uh, maybe I shouldn't have, I should have sold high. Well, it was, you know, more valuable because other yeah. managers didn't think it was going to go very well, but you know, this may be a valuable lesson for some to hold their own first back on occasion. I mean, for the sake of the trade economy, I hope that isn't the case. And I want people right. to keep circulating their first, but of course I wouldn't be surprised if we start to see very specific managers, maybe at least think a little harder about keeping their own firsts, except for Sam. Sam will never hold a first and points to him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he can't do it. Right. How he, he, and, and Josh, Josh has, Josh has flipped that script. I thought Josh was, was in the same, was mm-hmm. cut from the same cloth as Sam, but Josh has a couple firsts in 25, one in 24, and he's got his own in 26 as well. So uh, potentially a, a shift in, in philosophy for some, for some governors minus Sam uh, yep. again, props to Sam. Sell those first baby. Sell those uh, first. <laughs> I love it. Um, but I think okay. it, maybe it's so hard because we only remember the extremes, but I think the last two or three years, it sure seems to me like we've seen an uptick in rookie production across the league. And, you know, your Waddles, your Olaves, your Strouds, Trevor Lawrence, you're seeing guys who are fantasy relevant week one, year one, which is Laporta this year. Right. And that's not something. Well, Laporta was a second. Never forget. Oh, right. He was a second. Was he 202? (laughs) I think 203 or four. He was what he was one pick behind Michael Meyer. Nice. So, that's such uh, a beautiful pick. And uh, but I think that's going to change opinions of of certain managers, you know. Mm. And I, I don't know. I it, it's hard to find it because there's there's two busts for every hit in the first right. round, right. and there's nine busts for every hit in the second round, just right. by typical <laughs> odds. But hope is also a very powerful commodity. <laughs> It's for some, it's the only commodity. Yep. It truly is. It truly is. The only commodity is, is, uh, is hope for hope for next year. And the players will save my roster. The players that will save my roster are not currently rostered. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's the hope, which is, uh, and then you see success stories of that happening, AKA CJ Stroud. And it makes, if you're already, if you're already predisposed to think like that, then it that's all the that's all the evidence that's all the supporting evidence you need. Um, well, and I I'll, I'll say too. I mean, my team is not the best in this league, and it's probably not the top three. But seven of my nine starters on most weeks I drafted in the last two years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's built from the ground up. It started over. The only guy who's not is James Garoppolo. Right. You know, and he was <laughs> and he's basically been moonlighting as a consultant on your team for the last three years anyway. On and off, on and off, on <laughs> and off. Yeah. He's, he comes in coast. But uh, I mean, it just yeah. And I've, I've had brought in some other running backs. But generally speaking, it's all it's all youth and it can work. Yeah. You just got to accumulate the picks and you got to get lucky and you got to find the right guys. Yeah. Um, because Sam's roster this year, if he has Laporta instead of Meyer. Mm. He's a different team. Mm, just with that one change, you think? I I mean, potentially, it's, yeah. It's almost 300 points difference. Wow. And over the course yeah. of a year, that's that's projecting forward, of course. But right. that's, a, that's a big change to have mm-hmm. tight end one, tight end two versus tight end 
30-ish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's easy to say that about a lot of guys, but look at Jonathan if he's got flowers instead of Mingo. Mm. Or if he has or A-Chain. Stroud oh. instead of Richardson. Right. Well, I think I think he's he's been and not to air not I'm not airing any dirty laundry. I think this is a pretty well known, pretty well known fact is Jonathan had a chain at 14, but was scared off by the prospects of <clears throat> Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, who? Like, but it it's it's thing it is scenarios exactly like that. Yep. And it's it's just amazing. I I don't know. I, I was super happy with this draft class. Of my six guys that I really liked, five of them are producing at a level at or higher than I thought they would. Mm. And the only of my six I didn't get to draft was uh, Tank Dell, which bummed me out. But good mm. for Bort. He he went and got his guy. He traded up for that pick. I shouldn't have tried to moneyball it. did. <laughs> draft him later. So I I don't know. I mean, I like I like this draft, and I really like next year's draft. And I know it's the common fault of dynasty <laughs> owners to constantly be like, next year, next year, <laughs> next year. But there's legitimately four quarterbacks who could be starting in the NFL mm. week one next year. And that's, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if 20, if the 2021 draft class with four quarterbacks taught us anything, it's that we don't know. Mm-mm. And neither do the NFL teams either. They do not. No, <laughs> no, because they will sometimes trade up three first round picks to get Trey Lance, or yeah. they will sell their future for Zach Wilson, or they'll yeah. take Brock Purdy as the last overall pick in the entire draft. Bingo. (laughs) And you just never know. So we have, but we have two, we have two teams that have from since the last pod drop have chosen to trade. If they didn't already own their pick trade for their pick. And then subsequently tank for, for a top pick, Jeremy and Matt, Jeremy cleaned out his tight end room and his running back room and really has three players of note on his roster, or five players of note on his roster. Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins, and Deontay Johnson. Uh, Jeremy also has five first-round picks. Um, His, Minnesota Dan's, I think he has Eli's, Jonathan's, and somebody else's. Mm -hmm. He's got quite a few picks. He's got... I think at least it, I think five firsts in Some 24. Yep. Um, what do we make? What do we make of those two teams and their, and their announcements the last, we don't need to hammer on it a ton, but I was, I was shocked to see Jeremy tank, but thinking about it more makes total sense. If he has faith in the league living, uh, I getting off of Kittle, who's 29, getting off of Goddard, who's 28. I'm not even sure who else he sold Monty. Who's in his mid twenties. Uh, still producing all three of those guys, but um, Jeremy's Jeremy has switched gears. Yeah. Matt's makes the most sense. That one was easy. Uh, mm-hmm. I love that Matt tried to go out the season. He opened up the gates and he was doing everything he could. Just some things didn't click the way they're supposed to. Fields started hot. And if Fields could have, you know, been himself consistently and built up, I think the Amon Ross St. Brown injury slowed him just one little step. And yep. then, um, he just doesn't have quite that depth. Christian Watson's injury for Matt was definitely a hindrance too. Missing, he what? didn't play. T- he didn't play till three or four weeks in. Yeah, he missed quite a few weeks. So Matt's 
makes some sense. I, I like Matt's roster. It's going to keep getting better. Um, mm-hmm. He just needs to add those one or two more weapons. And I kind of hope he can sell. He doesn't have a lot of age on his, but I hope he can sell for one or two more first or first equivalent values and um, just keep building. Cause he's, that's going to be a good team for a long time. It just has to keep moving. Jeremy yeah. surprised me too. Obviously um, I'm willing to air on the pot. I traded him his first, had absolutely no indication he was going to be tanking. When he was the first, he was the he was the first trade. You were the first trade that he made in that whole in that whole sequence of of trades. Then in the in the next three or four days. Yep, and he even he admitted to me in DMs too that he really wasn't sure he was going to until a couple different things materialized. And right, yeah, I wish I'd have held his first hostage a little better. Like I know some owners are doing with others first, but it's just like well. It is what it is. Good for Jeremy. You'll, you'll, and I think it's it's a it's a it's an example of you have a determined need at actual at actual production. Mm-hmm. And you you are in need of production. And Jeremy had flipped the switch and said, Hey, production is no longer, at least now production is no longer relevant for for him. And I think the value in a vacuum was there contextually. Yeah. It's like, Oh, doesn't probably feel great, but you have a running back who Dan Campbell has said is getting 20 touches a game, no matter what, basically. Yep. And he's getting every goal line carry mm-hmm. and he's putting up points for a top three team in the league. I don't know if I can, I can't, I can't come out here and fault you for making that trade. Right. Like it's not, it's, you you had to do you you felt like you had to do it to to get a t- to get a position that you I mean if you're trying to win the championship Monty's a piece that's going to help you try to win. Yep. And I've I've no I don't I have no issues with it. I mean obviously I love holding picks hostage, but that's why would if I were in your shoes I would be very I would be hard pressed to hold a pick that would end up being one twelve or right. one thirteen if I know that I can get a running back who's going to finish top ten. Yep. So that's because that's, that's the game you have to play. And I think Bort is dealing with that himself is trying to trade for his pick or at least or at least posturing as if he would like to trade for his pick. But knowing that Texas like Minnesota Dan is thinking the exact same way. He's like, oh, if I sell it, it's one oh six. But if I keep it, it's one eleven. So we're one ten. Like, what do I really do with this? Yeah. So Matt, we'll Matt made it. Matt made a good choice, I will say. Um, because if he keeps love and shoot, even Justin Fields, and he rolls into next year with pick one hundred two and yep. three firsts in twenty five, that he can either sell because they're then the current firsts mm-hmm. the following year, and he's got his in in every year twenty four, five, and six. Well done, Matt. You kept yep. you kept you kept talent, and you're and you're gonna get some high end. I think that's the crucial point high end like if you're going to grab a lottery ticket grab one that has a 40% chance of hitting rather than a rather than 3 that have 18% chances of hitting um we could do i mean there's tons of trades <laughs> tons of trades yeah there is uh all right i i don't even know how to, how far back to go i know me either um Pardon us, ge- pardon us, gentlemen. Thanks for bearing with us. Well, we're going to miss some, but do you want to do 
I think we talked about we talked about Josh Jacobs for two firsts. Do we talk we about that not, one? On the no, no, I don't think. Oh, we might have because Josh went to Josh went to Mark. Right. For which firsts? I don't think we talked about it. Um, when I look in desktop, it doesn't say. So let me switch over here. Yeah, I'm I'm scrolling back in mobile too. Looks like it was traded for Ben's 2024 first and Mark's 2026 first, which interestingly oh. are are the two picks that he traded for Keenan Allen. Okay, so, um, hmm. so Mark Mark sent Mark sent his first again. Uh, again, leveraging your leveraging your own first in future years to get production now. We've seen how that's played out. I'm curious if this will play out any differently. Yeah, this one surprised me a little bit. I mean, again, I, I complimented Mark. He's doing what he's got to do. He's a 25-year-old running back who's had very, very high like running back one history. But led the league in rushing last year. Mm-hmm. And that offense is going to run a lot this year with uh, quarterback struggles that they've had. But Mark giving up just two firsts for anybody seems like a lot. I, I mean, Mark, Mark has given up four firsts plus at least one second for three players, Josh Jacobs, George Kittle, and Dallas Goddard. Yeah. And I'm, everybody, everybody. I'm intrigued. At, I don't, yeah. I'm, in, I'm not sure which side to take. Hmm. I'm, I'm in perpetual rebuild mode or tank mode. So I would err on taking the firsts, but Mark could not afford to trot out his team and hope to get one and hope to be the second worst team. Like it just couldn't happen. Um, what I'm more, what I'm more in, intrigued by your thoughts is the James Cook trade. James Cook for Jonathan's first in 26 to Chris. This was almost the first trade that did it was Jeremy and Chris made a deal. Jeremy sent James Cook and got J Jonathan's first in 26 and Minnesota Dan's second in 25. Pardon me. And sent James Cook to Chris. Um, yeah, this was a trade where maybe something seemed like it was in the water, but it seemed like, ah, okay, he just he's not super high on James Cook. And I knew how much Chris liked James Cook, so I didn't chalk too much up about this. Um, yeah. But, yeah, looking back, there was probably more here than – than met the eye. So, but I, yeah, I got to give, got to give uh, Jeremy credit. He's accumulated a lot of firsts. He could have five more if he wanted to trade Herbert, but uh, he doesn't hey. quite want to do that. So he could have 10 firsts. Think how fun it would be to have 10 firsts, Jeremy. Look at what Jonathan was able to do with 10 firsts. It, he built a potentially league winning roster. Ah, bummer. Ah. That could be you, Jeremy. You could, could do you. it. Just sell that quarterback. You don't need him. What's he? What's he doing for you? What's her? Yeah, Herbert. Didn't he throw a game losing interception? Something like that. Exactly. He'd have more fun <laughs> in mine. Plus, that's more than you sold him or bought him for. So, <laughs> positive gain on your investment. Come on, man. You uh, have to take a. You have to take a win. Um, all right. Twelve days I ago. Want... Twelve days ago. Go ahead. Do you want anything else on the Monty trade, or do we feel like we covered that one? I. I, I think I think we covered it. All right. It, it makes it makes sense for both. 
I'm not hammering I'm not hammering you on the trade as much as as much as I probably was two weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> so give it two weeks, give it two more weeks, and I'll uh, I'll be hammering you again. I'm sure. Um, nothing for me right now. There was George Kittle went for Eli's first. Um, I mean, Mark Mark's philosophy of trying to. I, li- I like Mark accumulating as many tight ends as possible and just going with, hey, I'm hoping that each of them gets five catches or six catches because each catch is a point and a half. So yep. I love I love Mark's I love Mark's shooting for the highest floor possible. Um, I think that's great. Uh, it hasn't it hasn't panned out for him uh, in terms of getting out of the getting out of last place. But I, I think uh, by the end of the year. Mark's team will probably be 105, 106. That's my guess. Um, that's my guess with Mark's with Mark's squad going into at least what he's done so far. Um Kittle for a first. I I think that's if I were Mark, even if okay, if that if that trade were offered to me and I could get George Kittle for a mid first, I'd have to think about it. And that's mm-hmm. with my team having almost everybody under 26. I think I think Kittle's that good. Um, he also went out and traded for Gardner Minshew. He didn't send a first, but he sent two seconds and a very specific thirty-four dollars of fab for Gardner. And that was that was after Richardson had his AC injury, but not before they declared him out for the season, right? Yeah. I can't remember the timing yep. of that specifically. Yeah, yeah, that was early because. I mean, Mark even in the chat was like saying, "Well, if if he misses significant time, you'll look back on this. He's not a spot starter. That that'll be really right. good." And uh, I think that's, yeah. So he was. Yeah. Then are my favorite exchange. I think it's Admiral Marcus winning, pulling out all the stops to win. Total respect. Thank you, favorite fellow owner. Always yeah. here for you, Mark. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I, I Mark's think that was- allegiances have been revealed. That might be my favorite Mark trade um, mm. because he played it early. He took a big risk and a big swing, yeah. but also a quarterback's a quarterback and Gardner's one of the better backups in the NFL. Not a backup anymore. Not a backup anymore. And now he has a, <laughs> he's got two NFL starting quarterbacks, which is yeah. more than a significant chunk of our league can say. And that's a big deal. Even if they're not world burners and again, not to drag, but he got, He's gotten some wins, so it has is a win, but it's it's a significant one. And if he can pull off one against a tanking Jeremy this week, and I mean, if he tries to cross that hundred point threshold on a couple occasions, with there's enough depressed scores that he could yeah. realistically maybe put yeah. together a top half victory point. Spicy, he could. Oh yeah, no, no, he definitely could. I was looking at it. He's like with projection with projections any given week mark's team is sitting at like 8 yeah 8 or 9 so give give a touchdown give it a couple touchdowns to to his tight ends or rashid shahid or kj or kenny pickett doesn't throw a pick or whatever like any any of those scenarios and mark is mark could be the 7th 7th or even 6th victory point uh top victory top half victory point any given week um and he Still has enough, still like still has enough draft ammunition, albeit not a lot, but he's got any and Mark's proven he's he'll make moves. Like Mark is not going to sit on his hands nope. with his team, no matter if his team is good or not so good. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean, like, yeah, Mark, you're dominating the conversation, but 
because you've been so active. So thank you for being active. Um, the Eli, this was also eight days ago. Eli got into the action um, and he packaged Jalen Waddle and two thirds for TJ Hawkinson, Jalen Warren, and a fourth round pick from Chris. I don't know what to, th- I know Chris was ridiculously high on Waddle, but also had been saying that he wanted all the tight ends. So this, this shows that, yep, Waddle, especially with JJ being injured, I was curious about this deal. Seems like Eli's buying the window of opportunity for TJ with JJ out. And I'm not sure how much TJ is going to capitalize on that. That's just me. I would take, I would take the Waddle and the thirds over Hawkinson and Warren, but that's where I, that's where I lean. But you have to remember, no one loves the Minnesota Vikings more than Eli Dahl. Boy should be on this podcast. His purple glasses. In fantasy, in fantasy. That's true. That's true. That's true. He drafted Jaron Hall in the second. Right. I know. Kellen Kellen Mond in the second or something. I think (laughs) Eli might give his firstborn to roster Jay Jettas. So I I just think that this trade to me was two guys that got guys they wanted to get. And Mm. frankly, the thirds, the fourth, and even Jalen Warren to a certain extent don't matter to me a ton. Right. I look at this as kind of hawk for Jalen Waddell. I do too. Both both governors got guys that they've said multiple times they want to roster, so good for them. I mean, Chris and- loves Jalen Waddle. He talks about how much he regretted sending him away over and over and over again. So, win-win. Do got I maybe back. think that the Waddle side might have been a little stronger? Probably, but also, Hawkinson just signed a multi-year massive tight end deal. He's not going anywhere, right. and this no. is a tight end premium league. He's going to be a top three-ish maybe top five tight end yeah. for the next four years. I agree. Well, and, 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 and I'm, I'm looking at who were Eli's tight ends before he made that trade. Like he need, he needed to. And I think goes to show that he needed to include a player like Waddle to get a tight end. Cause he was starting Kate Otten or Noah Fant. And yep. now he gets, as almost as big of an upgrade at that position as you could get, as you could ask for without sending a tight end. Right. And I think that's the beauty of beauty of the way Eli has constructed his team is he's so position heavy at wide receiver that he could realistically go out and trade from that depth and not really get, not really lose too much value from that position and totally overhaul a different position. I mean, he, cause he had, Super weak running backs, Kareem Hunt and uh, Rashawn Johnson, like you were saying. Um, but still a little bit weak at running back. But now he's got TJ, like you said, top three, top five tight end, just got paid. He's he's gonna he's not gonna get double coverage when JJ's healthy. So yeah. Yeah, I wonder too if what he could have sent to get Kittle, you know, if he wouldn't have mm. to give up um a high-end dynasty wide receiver, you know, could he have yeah. given one of his 26 firsts and maybe a a second or something to get, I don't know, easy to play yeah, the game, but for sure. he got his tight end that he wanted and it's a Viking and that's worth a lot. That is worth so, a lot. Good for him. That is absolutely worth a lot. Uh, there's a couple smaller trades. Uh, e Amari Demarcado for the Cardinals and Jeff Wilson went to Chris 
Jeremy got two thirds in return. I don't have any feelings about that trade. I don't have any feelings about me trading a fourth for CEH. I mean, yep, he was, I like dro- it. he was, he was going to get dropped. And so I'll throw a fourth out there for him. Uh, I like Eli's comment and sleeper nepotism after that trade. <laughs> apparently they, apparently Eli was somewhat interested in, uh, in CEH, but maybe, maybe not for a fourth. And then Keenan, like we, we hinted at, I think this was potentially before we even started recording Keenan Allen off season, darling uh-huh. first six week, darling, uh, you send him. You send him right to right across enemy lines. But you get two firsts, so that feels pretty good. What are your thoughts? I will miss Keenan Allen so so very much. Um, he and is eighteen catch weeks and two hundred yards and throwing touchdowns and he's <laughs> he's chaotic good and I love him. Um, but he's also thirty, and mm. I don't think I'll ever get two firsts for him again. So this was trying mm. to sell as high as possible on a receiver that didn't really fit the profile of my team. I mean, it was good to have that elder statesman veteran there, but Chris has been, I'll say it, pestering for Keenan Allen since before the season started and the offers just continue to rise and rise and rise. And eventually I felt like, okay, this is probably the one that will work. Um, Pick it up the high watermark. I miss him already. I mean, he looked good last week um, and he's going to look again again, the rest of the season, he does have an injury history and he will he get hurt and he will miss some time this week or this year. I mean, but, uh, I love him, but good trade. I don't, I don't yeah. regret it. I just, uh, it is what it is. Sometimes those older vets, you want to make sure you stay young. I'd sold two of my first this year for obviously for Monty and Mixon. So yeah. it was important to me to get a second first back again in 2024 because well, I do want to be a playoff team. I also want to make sure I have ammunition to either go and try and get an actual quarterback at the deadline (laughs) or, um, you know, because I, this is a hot take, you know, and and a real trade secret to reveal Jimmy Garoppolo is not witnessing a fantasy football championship. (laughs) It's, it's uh, just, I'm willing to tell you what, no, that's why you traded for him. (laughs) Uh, He's like a nursery crop, you know. You mm. you plant him till your seeds are ready to grow, but uh, you can't you can't use him as your he's, full. Heart. He has he has no real utility, right? No, no. He's he's a placeholder. Um, I mean, okay, that brings me that brings me to the topic of quarter like just quarterback trade, like trading for a quarterback because you've mentioned it. Hopefully, fingers crossed, trading for a quarterback, mm-hmm. and other other governors have have also made. Uh, made statements regarding oh trading for quote stud quarterbacks at uh, at the deadline, and I'm I'm sitting here thinking which stud quarterbacks are 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 some of these governors projecting to be available? Like I'm not asking for any names. I just have been I've been going through the league of the top top quarterbacks, top ten quarterbacks, uh, something along the lines of Chris has two of them in Mahomes and Lamar. Chris isn't mm-hmm. going to sell quarterbacks. I don't think DFT. Despite being what still in the playoffs, he's not trading hurts. I don't think maybe he is right. I, uh, you're not selling Stroud. He's an elite quarterback. Um, right. Ben's not selling Tua or Kirk. Both of those are high end fantasy quarterbacks. I'm like, I'm racking my brain. I'm racking my brain for which quote, which good quarterbacks are potentially going to be available in three to four weeks. Unless Jeremy totally flips the script and decides that Allen and Herbert are on the block, I 
I'm having a hard time seeing quarterbacks who are going to be scoring 18 points a game becoming available via trade. I don't know. I think it's going to be one of three teams. It's going to be a team one first. It'll be a team that doesn't make the playoffs. Right. Which right now, I think the teams that have the most opportunity are going to be Sam, Josh, and Eli. Mm. Because all three of those teams are going to be in positions. You could maybe argue Texas Dan, but Texas Dan is trouble is no one I wants don't want to his quarterbacks. Yeah, Zach Wilson or, or Mac Jones. So no. those three teams could could be argued, you know, okay. because both both of at least Eli and Josh have three starting NFL quarterbacks. Right. And it's hard to a need to have those new assets and B mm-hmm. be holding three quarterbacks at the same time. It makes a ton of sense to go into a season where you're contending with three quarterbacks, but yeah. like for your team, it doesn't make sense to have three quarterbacks right now. Mm-mm. It would no, make it more sense to sell one of the three and then go roster a bunch of backups. So you can try and sell high on a backup. Like a lot of us do fine. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. But the game of, trying to take Geno Smith, Deshaun Watson, and Kyler Murray, for example, into the offseason, that's risky. Where, go get multiple first for at least one of those guys, maybe multiple, Mm. and you get to add some youth and talent that your team needs to build around the two that you keep. Because maybe he keeps Geno and Kyler, or he keeps Deshaun and Geno, or he keeps It doesn't matter, but I think that's one. And then you could maybe argue Sam's roster because he has Stafford Carr right. and Rogers, knowing that right. Rogers will return next season. I think you could potentially see him sell one of those three. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. I could see, I could see that too. Uh, I, yeah, I'm just like, if those are the, if <laughs> fail talk, if those are the governors that I'm having to negotiate with to try to trade for a quarterback, <laughs> hell no, hell no. Like, <laughs> Sam just traded with you guy. Like I love, love negotiating. Don't get me wrong, but if I'm having to negotiate for Matt Stafford or Derek Carr, ugh, like yep. gag me with a spoon. That sounds like a nightmare. I, I hear you. <laughs> it just sounds horrible. Well, the but, problem is, but you make, you make a good point. Those quarterbacks, I think, especially with the way you've, you've laid out those teams. And this is all assuming the league doesn't end, which I'm right. not, I'm not gear. I'm not necessarily assured or feeling super confident at that likelihood right now anyway given ben's lack of injuries and Tua staying healthy i mean that was the conversation for like around ben's team in the offseason was ben absolutely could repeat but Tua needs to stay healthy and we have not only seen Tua stay healthy we've seen elite Tua. yeah he's he's a stud dude's a baller dude is a certified stud bort good morning good morning (laughs) y'all Good morning, Bort. Wow. Good morning, Starshine. The Earth says hello. (laughs) (laughs) MEA weekend. My alarm went off and I woke up for like 10 minutes and I was like, you know what? We'll we'll stay sleeping for a little bit and totally forgot. So all good, brother. Bookie and I held it down. Yeah, no, I I don't doubt that for a second. But I did get in right when you guys were talking about trading for quarterbacks and uh yeah, oof. Uh, trying to trade for one of those quarterbacks. I I don't necessarily know what Josh wants for any of his quarterbacks, but uh, it is tough to trade. With yeah. Him. Yes. Yeah. Negotiations are almost always ongoing, and they're one sided. 
<laughs> you can yeah. send 30 sleeper offers and he'll decline most of them. <laughs> hey. Yeah. At least at least there's there's evidence of of uh it, it I'd rather I'd rather a trade get declined than simply continue to sit there. Proof of life. So, proof of yeah, proof of proof of a pulse is, is great. We'll take it. Um okay, so e- yeah, so Eli, Sam, um and and Josh. Yeah, those those have quarterbacks that are that could definitely be on the move um if yeah yeah uh, you know i think there's if things break right or wrong depending on how you look similarly i could see a world where uh brent is a quarterback seller i agree um, just because he's got one extra and dak it's hard to imagine he a 30 year old dak prescott totally fits into what brent is trying to do long term or you mm-hmm. could argue maybe Sam Howell because he's a crackhead at quarterback who is just a gunslinger nut he's job. He's a madman. We'll see. You know, yeah. and there's I mean, I, I think there'll be more sellers than we realize. In reality, only one or two quarterbacks are gonna end up being sold. Right. At most. But I think it'll surprise us who it is. I think there's a world where all of a sudden Mark gets enough wins to to ensure to lock mm-hmm. that he won't have waffles, and then mm-hmm. he says, "You know what? I mean, I I don't know who's going to buy from Minshew, but maybe Minshew goes back to his yeah. best year when he was in Jacksonville, yeah. and guys are like, okay, it's worth it. You know, I'm I'm interested. That 2019 year, he was like, he was a fringe QB two. He was decent. Yes." And he could return to form. I mean, he's got all the weapons, so we'll we'll see. I I think the sellers will surprise us. And I think and I think if if things continue to hold and Ben is Ben is top dog going into the playoffs, you will see teams desperate to end the league, or or not to end the league to keep it from ending, right? And a quarterback like Jimmy or Gardner or Howell or whoever is going to all of a sudden command two late first and a second or something along those lines. And a team like Bort is like, Hey, I'm already in the playoffs. I could afford to take, I could afford to get two extra first and still be in the playoffs with Dak and Burrow or whatever the case is. Right. Or like you said, yeah, Mark is all, all of a sudden solidified as it at worst one Oh three. And Mark's like, hey, I've done my job. I've gotten out of I I've gotten out of waffles. Matt's already leaped me for that. Um he beat me head to head. Um it's it doesn't you're right, it doesn't feel like the like the trade landscape for quarterbacks is materializing into anything, but you I think I think you're you're much more much more in, in tune to those conversations than I am because I'm absolutely not looking to trade for any sort of production right now. Right. In fact I'm trading away production uh despite the fact that I don't own my first. Yeah. I, I think there's a quarterback will probably move, but I don't know I think it might surprise us to who it could be. Um, we'll see. We'll see. It'll well, be let's, interesting. Let's well, take John. Let's take Jonathan for example. 
I'm curious, yeah. Jonathan, for example, he's got he's got a need for quarterback, but the only position of excess he has is running back. So like, would Josh take a running back in his prime now for, or a running back plus for Kyler Murray? I doubt it. Would Sam take well, an, I don't know. Like I, that's where I'm, that's where I'm curious about a team that's as powerful as Jonathan's, but is lacking. Granted he has Richardson for quote next year and years to come, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe a better example for Jonathan's, especially if Daniel Jones continues to be butt, is <laughs> one of those like more marginal quarterbacks was. for like a Kyron Williams or something. You know, I mean, could he be looking at uh, a less a lower tier quarterback, maybe like a Baker Mayfield or something for a Kyron Williams, you know, not one of his running back ones, but maybe one of his running back twos. Maybe that's a build that could be more plausible. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's kind of what I was going to say too. Like maybe he would be more willing to sell someone like a Gino because he's got so much, so little invested in him too. Um, but I mean, even someone like myself, like, you know, I mean, obviously you and I can have had talks around quarterbacks because I have three and I've talked with other people as well, but like the, the quarterback market is, is kind of weird right now. And I guess I didn't realize just how much of a tier some people hold certain quarterbacks at. Um, and I don't know, I guess I'm, I'm slowly figuring out even myself owning a sellable quarterback. It's tough to gauge how much I can get. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know what I should really sell for, but cause even trying to maybe, um, make one of my quarterbacks better reached out to some people. And it's quite interesting, just the difference between you know, where some people hold their quarterbacks. But, you know, like you guys said, once you start getting closer to the end, especially with not having a trade deadline, right? You can trade up until, when is our so, trade deadline? So now I'm curious. Now I don't know when the trade deadline I is. I thought it was, wasn't it before, <laughs> wasn't it right before rivalry week? That's what I, I see that I don't know. Huh. Because okay. there were rumblings, I remember there were rumblings when we had when we had Kamish on. I think in the off season for potentially our uh, first part of our rookie draft, we were talking about rule changes, and I think there were rumblings of. I don't think we went as far as going no trade trade deadline, but I think we did push it back a week or two. Okay, well we'll work on that. But in the meantime, I think the other thing that's really dried up the quarterback market is. 11 of the 14 firsts are owned by four teams. Yeah. You know, Jeremy has five firsts now, and he's not going to be buying a quarterback. No. He doesn't need one. No. Pete has two. Mark has two. You two yeah. probably aren't buying a starting quarterback. You're looking to draft a starting quarterback. Right. I have right. That's, yeah, the only, the only reason we have two picks is to hopefully get quarterbacks with them. Right. And both of you two, as of today, you know, could totally change. All four of those picks are in the top five between the two Correct. of you. Right. You know, for Pete, Sam's, Josh's, and Mark's. And obviously yeah. you own each other's, but yeah. between the two of you, you've got four of the top five ish picks. Mm -hmm. So that 
leaves me with two in 2024, mine and Ben's. And those two firsts aren't buying the type of quarterback that I want to get with two firsts. But there'll come a time where I just simply have to say, dang it. Okay, here you go. You know, marginal quarterback two. Here's here's picks more than I want to give. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what, what do you do? that's exactly it. Yeah. You, you, you don't, you, you don't have a choice. You yeah, don't have I a choice. can't, I can't wait a year to try and draft, you know, how far does Michael Penix fall? How far does Drake may fall? How far right. does any of these next Queen tier down quarterbacks? Right. And then what if one of them's wrong? Right. And I don't know. I, th- that's what's so challenging is you want to, and I respect the fringe contenders. You know, I, I give Eli a ton of credit. He's holding on to those three quarterbacks for all his dear life. He is yeah. holding – he's inflated the value in all of them, and good for him because he's gone through years where he lost a quarterback, and then he's mm. stuck in no man's land, and he's told mm. me point blank he doesn't want to be in no man's land anymore, and good for him. I, I yeah. think that's admirable. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because I, I, I'd be so hard-pressed to not act the same way. Yep. If I'm, I remember if I'm in his situation. Back in the glory days when I had three quarterbacks <laughs> – um, you know, probably should have held some of them for more, but also one of them was Jimmy Garoppolo. So, you know, and one of them was Sam Darnold. So, right. <laughs> maybe apples and oranges. <laughs> Who's going to start in Las Vegas this weekend? I'm hoping for Brian Hoyer for a few other leagues, but uh... I'm hoping for Aiden O'Connell. <laughs> I'm sure you are, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to lose the you Texas gotta do more team. Than, you got to do more than hope, KO. <laughs> oh, boy. I literally have Brian Hoyer sitting in my super flex spot right now. Dude, and... That's what's like, that's what's crazy is we're all talking about Brian Hoyers and Aiden O'Connell's of the world. And meanwhile, Ben has Miles Sanders on his IR and Trey Lance, who I think is just a healthy scratch every week, also uh-huh. on his IR. So... I mean, again, I'm never rooting for injury, but Ben's team. But it is it, quite crazy how he has not caught the injury. Injury. And neither though. did Jeremy last uh, year. Exactly. Jeremy had to have a player die on the field to prevent his success because he Ooh. was he was not getting injured. <laughs> he he faced one starter getting multi multi week injured all season last year over eighteen yeah. weeks. And yeah. uh, praise three. <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. So, so that's anyway, crazy. so anyway, he's fine now. It's all good. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's not playing in the um, NFL because he's not that good, but he's, he's fine. So, Anyway, moving on to this week's matchups, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep chugging. Thank, thanks, thanks, Podfather. Anytime, keeping us on um, track. There really aren't that many good matchups this week. I know Chris was joking about the the eighty point the eighty point bowl uh, between between oh, Canute and Minnesota Dan. <laughs> Canute, what are your thoughts on that matchup going? It's going it's against M Dan. Really, it's really bad. I hate sixteen <laughs> bye weeks. I hate injuries. I hate. I don't know. This is the game I'm going to lose. I mean, I can beat 
Ben on a weird fluky week, and then I'm going to lose this. And that's the cosmic balance of the universe. So I have emotionally prepared myself to lose this week. Mm. Um, and then I can kick myself for trading Keenan Allen. Cause if I have Keenan Allen, I don't lose this week. So <laughs> <sighs> anyway, we'll move on from that one. I think I'm going to lose, <laughs> but it is what it is. Um, it's frustrating unless wait, Aiden wait. O'Connell starts. And if he's okay, like if he gets eight points again, I think I have a shot. Right now you're scheduled over a hundred. That's because it still has Jimmy in there with 15. You take him away. I'm at 85. Oh, but if Ooh. you put Aiden, o- Aiden OC in there at 15, you're AOC, AOC, AOC. <laughs> we are Aiden O'Connell fans. We love Big Ten quarterbacks. We do. Purdue, <laughs> right? Yep. And CJ Stroud. Mm. So we love Big Ten quarterbacks. Mm. Yeah. So, Jimmy doesn't, if Jimmy doesn't, if Jimmy doesn't play, I mean, Mac Jones is not going to score 10 points against the Bills. True. <laughs> I'm so lucky I caught Zach Wilson on bye. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh yeah. Thankfully, thankfully Zach Wilson is is on bye week this week. <laughs> well, it won't matter um, if Raheem Moster puts up like 40. So right, then I'll, right, yeah. Then, then it'll all be for nothing. Yeah. But uh other I other mean, matchups that I see. Um, Eli's Dan K's has a tiny chance of being interesting, mm-hmm. but I still think Dank probably walks away with this one. He's this is not his bye week of hell. He does okay, so yeah. Um, I think he wins that one. Um, I agree. Any thoughts there, Bort? Um, I'm just scrolling through right now. Um, yeah, it's all going to depend on his his middle guys. You know, Christian Kirk, Tyler Lockett. Wandale Robinson, he needs those guys to to hit their hit their value. Otherwise, you know, Eli has a lot of players that are very good floor players, and they have the opportunity to have a very high ceiling, like Baker Mayfield projected at sixteen. I mean. Last week, he struggled against Detroit, but they've got a pretty good defense. He's had some really good weeks. And going back to the quarterback talk, he's one that I wish I would have personally held on to going into the season, but I wouldn't have ended up with my boy Tank Dell. So it's, you know, who's who's better? <laughs> um, but, you know, he's got some guys in there that, that really could have big weeks. Um, Devontae Smith is slated for 13 points. Going up against that Miami defense, we know that A.J. Brown is going to um, attract the attention of Xavier Howard. So it's like Devontae Smith could have some pretty juicy matchups against that Miami secondary. Miami. Uh, yeah, and and Jerry Judy even. Um, he's had a rough year, um, but going up against a Green Bay defense, that is not good. He, again, has the opportunity to really go off. Um. I, I worry about the Hawkinson versus San Francisco, um, how many he's going to get. Um, otherwise, Godwin against Atlanta as well. That's going to be a struggle. They've got a pretty good secondary. Um, and then Kareem Hunt, you know, I think he's had, what, one good week since joining um, 
So yeah, he was see. he was running back eight this past week against San Francisco, but he doesn't Which have kind of crazy that he, he doesn't have four yards of carry yet this year. And the Colts have a pretty decent D line as well. So we'll see. I'm you know, obviously it's it is kind of fun to root for Eli just because like you guys mentioned, he's been sitting on the like the fringe of the playoffs every year. And by rights, I think last year for victory points you know he should have been in but because that last spot goes to the highest scorer ben got in and then and we all know how that eli eli was the top scorer for like the first two weeks of the playoffs Mm -hmm. yeah he would have technically been in the championship i think if he were to have been Mm -hmm. the one yep to be in the playoffs which is Absolutely amazing. <laughs> so I'm rooting for amazing. Eli here. Um, no, no offense to Dan, but uh, that 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 could have the possibility to be a very good matchup this week. Yeah, and it could My- also be horrible. Ben or Dan could, like, can you say, walk away with it if those players don't don't step up for Eli? Yeah. My uh, matchup next- of the week is. Sorry, I didn't, we didn't mean to move on. Can you nope, go ahead? Go ahead. Go ahead. Nope, I was going to move on to a new matchup, so you go ahead. Uh, Brent and Sam. That's going to be closer than that, than I think uh, it's projected right now. One twenty-one to ninety-five. Sam over Brent. Um, I think there's going to be a much tighter. Uh, it'll be it'll be a lot tighter. Um, than than it's showing right now. I'm not going to pick Bort outright to win. Um but I do think it's probably within 10 points rather than the 25 that it's projected right now. Having Cooper cut back is a legitimate, it's a massive deal for Sam. I mean, he could, he could go on to work his way back into fringe playoff contention solely on the 20 ish points per week for Cooper cup. So I, I think that's a really a nice addition for him. And I know that he said in, in the off season when, when, Cup went down that he was just going to have to suffer through it and try and pick up wins if he could while Cooper was out. And now that Cup is back, Sam's returned to form quite nicely and he's mm-hmm. starting to look like a playoff team again. So mm-hmm. we'll see if that one and four start holds him back. But I think Sam picks up a tight win this week. I don't think, I think that they're going to give AOC the start over Hoyer. And um, mm-hmm. I think Grant will sub in a guy like Robinson or Juju or somebody and Still get over 100, and I think it'll probably be like 112 to 107 or something, and I think it'll be our closest game of the week. Yeah, I'm also going to go Sam, too. Um, I think the only thing that somewhat keeps me close, I think the, the one of the bigger battles, obviously, is the Howell versus Stafford. Um, and then also, mm. who gets, you know, who's going to get the touchdown? Because that's what's been big. Yeah in the Rams because I it's Puka versus Cooper. Those are our wide receiver ones going into the week. Yeah. So who's going to get, obviously Puka had an, a really bad week last week, not bad, a slow week. Um, so it's like, what kind of targets does he get against the Pittsburgh defense? You mm-hmm. know? Um, and then let's see, Devonte Adams has had a rough two weeks scoring under 10 points each week. That's going to be a pretty big one for me mm-hmm. uh, to be watching, you know, to see if he and does he even play? I know he was having some sort of injury in the last game where I think he ended up 
not playing for the remainder of the game. Um, so that'll be interesting. But if you if you really scroll through and look, a lot of our matchups are green. So it should be fun. Oh, yeah. The like who scores and who does what. I'm fully expecting to lose. So anything that my team does better, I'll be very happy with. If we, you, I mean, shoot, wins, you could still sneak out a top top half victory point even with a loss. With how and, many? And, with and right Jeremy three. and Matt all all. And, and I'm just in. trying to score as many points as I can this week because I think right. I hold the last playoff spot by a little, maybe you some shy of a hundred points. So nobody's going to make hundred yeah. points on me this week. I don't believe <laughs> unless there's a unless one of those lower half teams has like a two hundred point week. Oh, um, you've got a you've got a hundred you've got over a hundred points on the second closest non-playoff team when it comes to total points. You're at seven ninety seven, and Jeremy is closest with six fifty five, and he's tanking. Okay. okay. So you've got you've got a hundred and forty, so yeah, hundred forty five on. I'm just going for on Minnesota Dan. Yeah, um, I just have to give my obligatory plug. I cannot wait for Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase to get back because they are just <laughs> so much fun to watch. We've waited an hour and 20 minutes and we're, we're finally. At I've only waited 23 minutes. Segment. I've only called for a short time. Uh, all right, go ahead. Here's your here's your opportunity. Sound off to Burrow bait as much as you want. I'm I'm putting myself on mute for the next five minutes. Yep, I'll be back. Uh, I'm gonna I go really get. Don't have any <laughs> I'm actually gonna go make another cup of coffee. So Brent, go ahead. <laughs> How was it to have to have a 200 plus point week, mostly supported by Jamar and Joe? How'd it feel? It was, you know, it was quite crazy, honestly. Um, having it be the my first one ever, um, it was pretty fun. And to see the numbers that mostly just Jamar Chase put up was was crazy, especially because DJ Moore had just done it that week. Um, and I think we saw a few screenshots of a team that had DJ Moore. I think Justin Fields had a huge week. Um, and then Jamar Chase had, had a monster week as well. Joe Burrow really didn't even have that great of a week. My biggest score, well, he had a pretty good week, but Sam Howell was my top scorer when it came to quarterbacks. He had over 30. Hopkins finally had a good week with 23. Um, So it was honestly just like a perfect storm. I don't think uh, Puka had had that many points until he caught a touchdown. Um... And then I think my biggest surprise on the year has been Adam Thielen. Um, Adam has, I don't, I have to go back and look, but um, Adam Thielen has probably been having a career year ever since week one, Adam's put up 20, 32, 15, 28, and almost 30. We're so hooked on a Thielen. My my biggest surprise of the year has been Adam Thielen. And I'm kind of glad I didn't. I kind of tried to ship him out uh before the season started. And I'm really glad because I mean, even though I'm two and four, I definitely wouldn't be two and four. I probably wouldn't even have two wins or the point differential if it weren't for him being so consistent in my lineup. But 
yeah, seeing 50 and almost 30 from Burrow and 30 from Sam Howell, like absolutely insane. It was a great week. Fun, fun to do. Um, didn't expect it. And I really wasn't even watching fantasy until I looked and I was like, <laughs> shit, because I kept getting the, I thought for sure, I think uh, Chase's third touchdown was like a, a 60 yarder. And his second touchdown was also a 60-yarder because <laughs> I had a notification on my phone that Jamar Chase touchdown, 60-yard touchdown. And I was like, oh, are they just resending me the notification? <laughs> Did they mess up the notification and they're just resending it? And no. I was like, no, like that was his <laughs> Another one. 60-yard touchdown. I was like, <laughs> I mean, just that game, he had a stat line is insane. <laughs> 19 targets. 15 catches, 192 yards for an average of 12.8 a catch for three tutties. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, imagine, imagine, I was just, I was talking about the, you know, imagine if you would have had DJ Moore as well on your team. Like oh. you saw those screenshots of people. Would have had 120 yeah. points with two dudes. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, I, I know the feeling. Okay. I can remember this was when Moore, you still had Tyreek and you, you were tanking, but you played him against Kamish and you forgot to take it. You forgot to take Tyreek out of your lineup and Tyreek goes for a 54 and you beat yeah. J- Jonathan basically with two guys, yeah, Tyreek and somebody else. <laughs> yeah, 200 yards against the Bucks. <laughs> in yeah. like the first, in the first, first half, half or first quarter almost something asinine. Like out of this world. Uh yeah, man, it's it's gotta be fun seeing checking up on your team and seeing everybody have a week. Everybody have a week. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, oh, then, that's just gotta the, be the coolest feeling up, ever. To follow it up with a hundred points less the next week with in a loss <laughs> hurts. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And then, oh, then I... to go into week seven, my bye week of hell sucks as well. Mm. But Hey, what do you do? What do you do? You keep playing. You play That's the game. Right. <laughs> you play to play to win the game. Um. Next up, I got Ben and Josh. Mm. I think that's going to be super close. Ben, obviously, Ben Hameen. Ben will have a tougher week because of buys, but that's true league wide. So I think he's still fine. Yeah, I do too. Oh, he is fine. Yeah. yeah, I do too. Um, Ben's got a perfect balance on his roster. He, uh, if I were him, I'd want a better tight end. But he's got he's got enough running back production, and he's got studs at wide receiver. Don't I think get I any Iuk, ideas, Mark. I think Ayuk's a stud. Uh, but so Ayuk the, and AJ John Brown, is the tight end one in Atlanta. He's been he is, so consistent. He is. He, I, he's, it's nuts. It makes no sense. Yeah, he's tight end eight on the year. And from week two, he's had 10 points, 11, 18, 13, 15. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a and pretty that's good o- tight end. And that's with only finding the end zone once. Yeah. And he picked him up on waivers for like five bucks, I think. I dropped him at one point, I think. Yeah, he's been he's been around a bunch of our teams. Oh, he was picked up for zero dollars. Never oh. mind. Great. League winner Johnu Smith for zero dollars. League ender Johnu Johnu Smith for zero dollars. Sigh. Isn't that how it goes? 
I mean, Jonathan's really the Jonathan and Chris and Bort and Canute and DFT. I mean, that's that's the field really versus Ben in the playoffs. Eli. Yeah, and factor in Eli or whoever's got set, whoever has the final playoff spot. Because Bort, I think you'll get in v- with VPs, but you'll for sure get in with points. So either way. Yeah, we just I mean, need Eli to go scorched earth, kind of like what he did last year. Yeah. But if the field if the field in the playoffs is, let's say it's Jonathan, Chris, DFT, Jonathan, Chris, DFT, Brent, looking for two more two more Eli and Canute yeah Eli and probably yep uh I don't know I don't know Chris is trying to make deals obviously but he's trading players for players and that gets tricky when you're trying to make when you're trying to get better and you're really having to having to to sell high or do some do some harsh negotiating yeah, I, you know, and it it's injuries are always the big what if, but uh, both Dan and myself without our, well, and Chris really without our, our starting quarterback, if we lose, like if CJ goes down, I probably don't even make the playoffs. I think I could fall I mean, that far from earth because right. I don't have another, I don't have another quarterback. If yeah. Dan loses hurts, he's probably still in the playoffs, but he's not scary. Mm-mm. If Chris loses Mahomes or Lamar, is anybody yeah. scared of him? Because he's then he's going to an injured Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, for the second and consecutive is, is year. Is Tannehill even going to remain the quarterback in Tennessee for the rest of the year? Hard to imagine. He's pretty bad. I think aren't they like one and five? Yeah, they're the yeah. Titans are bad. So it's like Titans at are... this point. Why are they not going to let Levis or Willis? I mean. Take yeah, that's 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 a good question. Levis was the second pick in the second round this past year, and Willis was a third rounder with who was quote highly touted. Mm-hmm. But Willis has hardly been, Levis has been inactive. I think right, he hasn't. He's scratch. been a healthy scratch, right? I don't know. I think if you made me blind pick it today, I think Ben probably finishes as our one overall seed, which is scary because then he gets the only mm-hmm. buy, and I he hate only that. Has, right, same. Um, Jeremy had it though last year. No, there were two buys last year. Jeremy and DFT. Mm-hmm. Oh, and okay. Jonathan at the two. I still feel pretty good about that. I think Chris works his way up to the three. Sure. I'll say I think Dan. I probably take. Sorry, you keep going. I'll make my changes when you're done. I'll say Dan at four, Brent at five, me at six, and I think Eli at seven with the points. Sure. Because I think I'll be able to keep a pace of victory points above Eli, but I wouldn't I be surprised if he eventually comes back to, I don't know. On the one hand, I think he'll outscore me. On the other hand, I have a hundred and hundred and almost 112 point lead. So over the next six weeks, you'd need to, you'd need to lose by an, you need, he'd need to outscore 16, you by an average of 16 points a week. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if that's, could happen. I mean, depending on how long Jimmy is out and if I'm he, able to find another yeah. quarterback or not. But yeah, he's got three QBs. You don't. Right. So we'll we'll see. But I think that's kind of my prediction. And then so that would mean that um, Eli would play Jonathan first round. I would play Chris first round. Then mm-hmm. Brent would go and travel to Dan first round. Then obviously lowest remaining seed would get Ben. 
And mm. that's a spooky playoff for the future of our league. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that, that doesn't make me feel great. That doesn't make me feel great. I, if I were to, if I, if I'm going to make a uh, prediction, I'm going Ben as the first overall seed, Chris as the second overall seed, DFT as the third, then it's going to be Bort, Canute at five. Um, or no, wait, hold on. I'm missing Jonathan. Wow. Hold on. Let me, let me rethink. Ben at one, Chris Jonathan at two, Chris at one or Ben at one, Chris at two, Jonathan at three, Bort at four, DFT at five, Canute at six, and then Eli at seven. That's my prediction. I think Jonathan finds a way to get a quarterback. I don't know how, but I think if he if he does, he probably has to involve Richardson. And I wouldn't Jonathan seems like a mad enough lad. He would consider that if he thinks he has a genuine shot at winning a championship. Jonathan has said on multiple occasions he considers Richardson a top three quarterback in the league. So I would be truly surprised if he moves him. But well, I could be wrong. He's done crazier things. Like I mean, selling 10 first and ending up with what, two yep. or one in the span yeah. of two months? I think that the tough thing is, is, I mean, I'm not saying Anthony Richardson is bad, but this year he's played one full game. Right. Otherwise, yep. he has left each game with an injury. Yeah. Yep. And this was, and that this is, was the case back in college, too. I mean, yeah, that's the downfall to having a run heavy running back. And, yeah. you know, I think we saw that with, with Hertz, his first year when he took over for Wentz, he ran mm. the ball a lot more. And so that's why I was really surprised because Steichen was that OC and he kind of turned Hertz into a little bit of more of a thrower. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that's the mold they're trying to follow. But yeah, it's probably hard as a rookie to come in and and just automatically fit that mold, you know, when you're so used to getting out of the pocket and running right away. Um, well, yeah, yeah, when you've played football at when you've played football with the athleticism that Richardson has, I'm yeah. sure it's I'm sure it's a hard it's a hard transition to. Okay, we love that you're athletic, but we don't need you to be athletic like that. <laughs> right. Uh, we don't, we don't like, want you to be athletic like that, but we do obviously cause it it's elite, but yeah, there's a, there's a balance to strike. His build is just like Cam Newton. And I mean, I think we all remember watching Cam Newton, Superman dive, get flipped over into the end zone. Like when your body takes a beating like that, I don't care how big you are. Yeah. You know, you're taking shots like that. <laughs> you're yeah, uh you know wide receivers don't need to rotate their shoulders as much no. to catch the ball so when they land on a shoulder it's you know not nearly the same thing but yeah that's a bad beat for commish to trade for 101 and 102 and have 102 go down six weeks into the year and still and still be the be a top two seed or like be a top two team in the league already yeah I, I don't, it's going to be a really interesting back half of the season. I just think that there's a lot of, I don't know. I Hard to form a lot of fully complete thoughts. I was running the computer yesterday and uh, clearly it has absolutely no idea what's going on either. Um, and I think that's <laughs> almost even more fun that uh -huh. 
it's just puzzled because it still hates my team. I get it. It just <laughs> it fundamentally cannot understand why I'm succeeding. And I'm probably anthropomorphizing a computer too much, but it's just like it, it just refuses to acknowledge that I should be a top half team, much less the team with the leading victory points. Because it only has me gaining a top half victory points in um two of the next seven weeks, which could really? happen, I guess. Yeah. I just it does not believe it hasn't drank the hopium. Not yet. You haven't tied it down with strong enough rope yet. Right. Got to gotta wrangle it in. It's not a fan of the Stroud boys. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's officially not Stroud and Proud. <laughs> oh, funny. But it does have Sam making a nice resurgence and working his way all the way back into, and this is going to be a spicy take, supplanting Eli as the points seventh seed. Oh, yeah. So watch for Sam. I mean, legitimately, if if Cup stays healthy the rest of the year and he can consistently score like 130 to 140 and Eli is scoring like 115-ish, maybe 110, Sam's got juice. And we got to watch because Sam hot can get cooking. True. Don't let him get hot. Don't let him get hot. <laughs> Too late. Cup's well, back. He's, he's going to get a win this week, which is going to start it. Right. And all he's got to do is score a bunch of points. Yeah. So, because I... Go, Sam. Having a five <laughs> victory point deficit, he could he could make that up. That's kind of spicy. Well, week 14 is so crazy because there's three up for grabs alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's so... What if you can be, you can be, you can be an odd, you can be quote out of it with three weeks to go. And if you, and if things break right for you, you're looking at, you could get, you could get nine victory points just like that. Yeah. I just, I'm looking through the victory points from last year. Sam has a victory point or Sam has two victory points this week or not two. Not 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 necessarily. He plays Bort. But then next the week after plays Matt. That's two. Week after plays Jeremy. That's two. So he has four. He has four victory points coming up in the next three weeks. But I think more importantly, does Sam plays- have a does Sam have a week looking ahead where he can't consistently stay above 120? I mean, I know that week he week, plays he week eleven. He yeah, whenever you. the Rams, whenever the Rams go on by. He's going to struggle. Rams aren't even on by that week, but the Saints are on by, so he loses Carr. And Hunter Henry's on by, so he loses New England. Okay. But he's okay. got players he can plug in, so. We'll see. I don't know. He's my sleeper. I'm not – I don't, when I gave my my playoff rankings, I didn't put him in there. I, I still – I give Eli the edge, but I think Sam's sneaky. He's a sneaky little guy, and uh, good for him. Sam has the elite firepower that a team like Eli is missing. He's got, he's got Cooper cup and he has Adams and game game to game. I would take those two guys over almost anybody on Eli's team. Cup said like, I think, one of the top three number of over 30 point games in the league in the last three years. Mm-hmm. And one of the other two guys in that list is Devonte Adams. Mm-hmm. So if, 
both of those guys get cooking in the same week. I mean, if nothing else, just from a total points perspective, those two guys combined could combine for over 70 points. Yep. That could go a long way in narrowing that points gap amongst the other playoff teams. Yeah. And that's that's a spicy meatball. You need big you need big weeks to to dig yourself out of a to dig yourself out of a hole like Sam. And he's got the he's got two pieces, I think, that can that can help with that can help with that. Two of the best ones that you could ask for. Um Raiders just need to scheme uh Devontae targets with AOC. So we'll see. I don't know. A lot could change. We'll could be could be exciting. I think we're going to see a lot of movement, except for probably at the very very top. That's probably only going to be one or two spots for some of those teams. But yeah, the middle the middle portion is going to be the is going to be the portion to watch. The other matchups we haven't covered yet. Mark is playing a tanking Jeremy. That's pretty much Win. decided. Chris is playing a tanking Matt. Pretty much decided. Mm-hmm. And then Jonathan is playing Pete. I think to win for probably Jonathan. Jonathan has that one. So for sure, that is our week seven, roughly our midpoint sort of regular season. How does it feel to be halfway at fail 76 after taking three weeks off you sloughing pod fathers? I'm going to, I'm going to uh, defer that question to dynasty dads after dark yet again. Okay. I mean, I understand that there's, larger more important life duties at stake but i mean i need to, i need to hear from y'all we need to put up the dad signal <laughs> d a d d no dot d a a d nope d a a d i only i've only had i've only had one cup of coffee today guys sorry oh spelling is reserved for the other half of the podcast network d yeah yeah exactly that's what they get paid for. But honestly, um, how do I feel? Back. Feels good. Yeah, it feels good to be back. I'm glad to have you guys back. I want you to know I spent a stupid amount of time recording that. It was that was really dumb. I that, I wasted that, a significant chunk of an afternoon. I want to know what significant is like plus or minus an hour and a half. Two it was hours. A, it was about three and a half hours because it took me it took me about an hour to write the script because it's it's hard to write in your voices and then the actual <laughs> recording each chunk I would have to record download and then stitch them together in in Audacity. So I um, <laughs> our good friend Audacity. Audacity's a homie. <laughs> no, I because I started it and I thought it was going to be really easy. So like I recorded all the Pete sections and then all the Bort sections and then all the Canute sections. Well, then I started going through and I'm like. Oh, I didn't put any pauses in. So I've got to clip <laughs> each audio and stitch them together individually and then synchronize it and then try to make it flow with natural pausing gaps. Um, <laughs> but it was fun. So you literally wrote a script. <laughs> yeah. Because I had, well, first wow. I had ChatGBT try to create a script of our standard episode mm. and it just didn't, it didn't work because I don't think it listened very well. I was, um, I was going to say because the the way that we even communicated back and forth was pretty good i'm like if chat gpt really did all like created that script Mm -hmm. that was pretty impressive because like they had even like our mannerisms like the way we kind of go back and forth down i was like holy crap (laughs) (laughs) science has gone too far (laughs) yeah yeah we need to reel this ai back a little bit (laughs) 
Oh, shoot. Good. Well, three, three hours. Wow. It was fun, though. That's a long I'll, time. I'll, I'll that was my, fa- that's my favorite. That's been my favorite episode. We know who the most dedicated Podfather is now. Honestly, without, without question. Playing playing with AI is scary, but also very fun just because you can do wonderful things. So if, if you really want the Dynasty Dads after dark, we could probably get them. <laughs> oh. Hey, boys, don't don't uh, don't need you. We, we oh. got we got you. Uh, we have you. Uh, if someone wants to write the script, that was the hardest and longest part, because it's hard to know what to say. But then if you can, the actual clips, I figured out later a, a way that I could have done a simultaneous recording, but that's life. Hey, for the for the next three week, three week absence. I might have to go through and listen to uh, a Dynasty Dads again, re-listen and maybe maybe think of something. That could be very fun. We'll see. Oh, all right, boys. Any any final parting thoughts before we give the people the the long awaited pod? Don't forget how much I love Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. We will never forget that board. And neither will you when you trade him for f- picks. Mm-mm. If you want five first for Burrow, just know that's a standing offer. Pass. Okay. I can All do right. six firsts and seven seconds for Burrow and Chase. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, get that ever off seconds. Hey, you tried. No, you can't call me King of Seconds anymore. Go look at Brent's 2024 draft <laughs> class. You can't. Uh-uh. There'll be no more harassing Canute for rostering too many seconds. How many do you have, Bort? Five. Ooh. Hey, those are rookie lot. numbers. Once you get it up to eight, you let me know. I've got a few people that I've talked to about uh, adding more second-round picks, but I don't want to get got, rid of players for picks. I've got Sam second if you want it. I got two more seconds that got your name on it. Hey, there's eight right there. There we go. Let's do it. All, All right. right. This is a good way to end this podcast. Yes, sir. Hail 76, boys. 76. Over and out. Talk to you Bye, boys. maybe next week. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Probably. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye.